Welcome to All Things YJ, our first uh, adventure into the podcast world. I'm your host, Steve Itzkowitz. Most of you know me as Itzy, a uh, current employee of YJ and a longtime member of the uh, of the world of YJ, the community. These uh, podcasts hopefully will open lights on old stories, shed some light on past experiences, new experience, whatever. Things change all the time. We have a special guest this week from Dollar 76. We got, she at camp, she was known as Margie Chebbit, but her full name, and I'll let Margie, you, you say the full name. All right. So then I became Margie Chebotaryov, right. which was the, the original family name. And now I'm Margie Applebaum because I went and got married and took my wife's name. Right. We'll get into that a little later on. Right. That's that's part of this whole thing. <laughs> so first off, Margie, and you were just telling me that your your dad went to Ramah, the, one of the two Ramah camps back in the, I'm guessing, 50s, 40s? It wasn't Ramah, though. What was it called? It was called, uh, it was a brother-sister camp on the grounds where Camp Ramah, New England, New England is now. Right out by Palmer. It was called, right out in Palmer. It was called, the girl's side was called Camp Rena, and the boy's side was called Camp Mohican. Okay, well then, how did you get to YJ? So how did I get to YJ? Well, my parents were really into camping. Okay. My mom This went, is, what, 670, 71? 70 is when Six, I started. 1970, okay. Unfortunately, my mom was very, very sick, and they wanted to open up their own camp, oh. and we went around looking at camps a lot when I was a little kid because my parents wanted to open their own camp. She became ill, oh. and that was no longer an option. So now they wanted their kids to go to camp. My brother was already going, he's older. He was already going to Camp Avoda. I could not go to Camp Avoda. Right. <laughs> Gender precluded me from that. Yeah, I wonder what, if you could do that now. Throw a flag, I, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if you would want to, but. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not, but anyway. <laughs> That's a whole. Yeah, that's that's, that's a whole another podcast that, 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 we all, We'll have a lot of different podcasts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, my mom had been a counselor at YJ in the 1940s. Oh, what's her? What was her maiden name? Her maiden name was Rosenfield. Rosenfield, and she was Thelma. And uh, she said, "This would be the perfect place." Plus, uh, her best friend's daughter had gone to YJ. Who was that? Robin Leachin. Okay. So she was in Dalit like 68 or 69. It wasn't really called Dalit back then. But right, yeah, right. It was just, but there were right. there were a bunch of people from my area, Fall River, Somerset. Not a lot of Jews down there. No, but no. we had a good, you know, little little group of people. Mark Sokol, who's head of the JCC. Oh, sure, was sure, going and, sure. Um, we had a little group. And the population at camp back then was you know, 150, 200 kids, correct? Something like that. It wasn't as yeah, much as... Yeah, it wasn't it, quite as high, but... Right. I would say by like 73, camp was selling out pretty yeah, pretty steadily, but you I don't were, think the numbers are the same as, as now. Well, yeah, it's different because we have more beds and right. you know X, Y, and Z. But you were there right after the transition of uh, uh, Sid Berlin stepping down and then Charles taking over. So your mom may have gone to camp with Charles, actually. Yes. Charles, we're talking about Charles Rotman, right. who was the director of CYJ in 1966 through 1992. She knew Charles she, a little bit. Charles, Charles was younger. Okay, okay. So I Charles. think he might have even been a camper when she was a counselor. Well, there you have it. There you have it. Wow, that's interesting. So your camper years are 70 and dollar 76 so you're there right. all seven years all of i yep. guess you know if, if you look whole at bit. it whole bit and then which you know let's talk about this you, you were on the first israel trip yeah well, you know before we get there let's talk about your camper years because we're in the era of you know vietnam 
Nixon, you know, very, yeah. very, you know, timely. This uh, what happened in Nixon, and you know, whatever happened in today's world with the, the political scene. But what was it like being a camper in that era? Well, um, we had counselors, especially male counselors, who were worried about being drafted. Uh, we might have even had a few draft dodgers. Sure, sure. I remember there there was a Maccabi breakout where police came onto camp and I don't remember all the details but one of our counselors freaked out oh wow he he just I think ran into the woods or something well and then on a couple of different occasions it'd be like worldly events and the camp would gather around correct yeah 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 well a couple of big ones one of the biggest being 1974 um we gathered every little t- television set on campus. Right. You met, you met and, Levine? And we went I've, to Levine. I've, right, I've and, and these things, they were pieces. set up all over Levine. Yeah. And we all sat there waiting. It was uh, uh, Mitch Cooperman and Dave Marockfer organized the whole thing. Everything else, whatever we were supposed to do, I can't <laughs> right. remember what. Of course. And it was a historic moment to watch the President of the United States resign. Wow. I mean, whoa. That's, um, that's pretty crazy. I can't. Yeah. Like, oh, where were you when uh, Nixon resigned? Oh, YJ, I was in Ulam hanging out with the rest of the camp. <laughs> right. No, yeah, I'll, yeah. Ne- I'll never forget that's, it. That's wow. Um, that's remarkable. I missed it by a year, but I think they also watched the, the moon. Oh, in 69. In 69. Oh, yeah. That was the year before me. Wow. That's crazy. Any other big moments like that that well, you can remember from that era? During my Dalid summer, uh, July 4th, uh, the raid on Entebbe happened. And that day, um, we just knew there was a lot of tension as we drove up to camp that year that the the hijacking was happening and the hostages were being held in Uganda. And then uh, there was a resolution to it. And Sue Marcus, who was the head of girls area at the time, got on the microphone and, and made an announcement that the hostages had been freed. We didn't know all of the details, but... It was 4th of July, and it was uh, 1976, so it's the bicentennial. Right. So that's a big deal. And then this happened right on that day, at least how we received the news. And then it was a few days later that we figured out that the Israeli commando who died was Yonatan Netanyahu, who had been at camp That's in right. the early 60s. He was an Israeli scout for YJ 1963, 1964. His, one of his co-counselors was Mike Sherman, another uh, old time, in fact, one of the first Maccabi captains, the first year they did Maccabi mm-hmm. which is a fun fact. Uh, but when we interview Mike, we'll hear that whole story. But it's incredible, the history of, of uh, the connection with Israel, with YJ. You know, it started before Netanyahu. Uh, Golda Meir had been there. I believe there's pictures of David Ben-Gurion at, at YJ campus. And Harry and Louis Levine helped Arm the original Israeli army, which is probably called Palestine. I'm guessing. I mean, well, it was right. yeah, if yeah. you look at the, pl- yeah, the, the plaques, yeah, yeah, before 48, they, right. they say and the fund for Palestine, the fund for the Palestine fund, right? Because there and there are not too many plaques uh, pre 48 at YJ uh, in, the, in the winter of 82. And I, I don't yeah. know why I know this, but I do. Is that the at the old dining hall it collapsed? Which yeah, it collapsed. The uh, the snowed so hard that the roof caved in, right. and we we salvaged a lot of the plaques. And they're all in Levine now, but I mean, look at the history that we lost, though. And we yeah. didn't have like video yeah. archive, you know. Then we didn't have the force. We didn't know the roof was going right. to fall down. When, and when word went out that that had happened, yeah, 
all of us were thinking, "Oh my God, the plaques, the plaques!" The oh, plaques. really? Yeah, because yeah, you were that, you were. Uh, I was kind yeah, of in between. Yeah, yeah. I, I took a couple of summers right. off because my first year was that previous summer '81, and I had met mm-hmm. you or I knew who you were because you know it was, everyone was larger than life to me back then. And it was like it was honestly it was <laughs> well, like, we were. Yeah, we were. Well, yeah. Now, not so much. <laughs> now but, you are. Yeah, yeah. No, well, not even so much. Maybe my head, the beard, <laughs> definitely. But, um, you know, and that, and we'll we'll get into that in a, in, a, in a second. So. So now you've tra- you how was what was the selection process from being uh, uh, going on God now? Well, let's let's not wait. I'm see I'm getting ahead of myself. We're jumping back. And All right, let's go to okay. God now. Now, so you're on the first trip, and how, what was the? How did you guys find out? You got a mailer, a letter from Charles well, and Paul Abramson. I guess in this program back then. It's interesting. Um, I, mean, I don't know if do you remember this at all. Yeah, well, yeah. I remember Dalid. Yeah. And when Charles had a meeting, he said all dollar campers to the swing set at lunch so we went to the swing set we thought we were in trouble swing Um, set used to be located uh by lou brown park uh towards the boys area side for those who don't remember a swing set yeah yeah and we all gathered there and and uh even though a bunch of my bunkmates eventually got in trouble and kicked (laughs) out this wasn't that oh okay and he said uh we we've decided that as a camp we are sponsoring an israel trip and your group is the first group that we're offering it to. And I thought it was the greatest thing that had ever happened. Oh, it's amazing. I know that I've seen pictures from the Jewish Advocate. Yeah. And the first two leaders are Amy Winthrop and Arlene Finns, correct? Yeah. Right. And not, how many kids? Not that many. You, not too many. Right. But I think it was 16 of us. 16. And we went with Camp Naomi. Oh, right. From, we, from Maine. We shared a trip with them until 85. My trip in 86 was the first one. Oh, in, uh, not okay. Naomi because they closed. Ah, okay. But, yeah. Or something like that. But we actually had a lot of Naomi kids come to YJ, Sam Pollock being one. Right. And we have a lot of uh, current campers whose parents went to Naomi. But anyway, back to Godna 77. It wasn't even called Godna. No, it, it was, was the just the, the Israel trip. Right. Um, and we... Just thinking about going to Israel with my camp friends, that, that, oh, yeah. that, was never, that wasn't a, even a possibility. And suddenly it was, and, and then we were coming back to camp. So we did four weeks in Israel, about five days at home, and camp used to be eight weeks. So the following three weeks, we were back at camp, and each of us was assigned a bunk. Right. That's so, similar to what it is now. There's okay. a lot more kids going now because what you said earlier is that you got a chance to go to Israel with your friends. In 19, after the trip in 92, I think it was, uh, Ken Kornreich became the director in, in fully in 93, but he had, Charles had that transitional year in 92. That was one of the first changes he made. It's made the Israel trip unlimited because why would you deny someone yeah, because the, of space? We'll make the space. We're yeah. Jews. That's what we do. They're, they're, they're going to have to take that line out. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll make an extra place there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is plenty of room. Exactly. Right, right. So that's, that's amazing. So you get back to camp. You're the first you know kind of cits right. and then did you have to apply for a job for 78 we did and was that, that was competitive yeah let, yeah how, tell me a little about that crazy competitive because well, we see it tenfold first, now i mean there there were um a number of people who didn't go because the, it was a right we were the pioneers um <laughs> but a number of people didn't go and and how did the camp want to deal with that yeah so could they apply to become cas like like 
all of the predecessors would skip a year. That's how we used to That's do it. That's right. That's skip right. Skip a year, yeah. and then you become a CA. Or and only women were CAs previous to that. Oh, and the guys were grounds. Oh, ground, in right. Kitchen. kitchen and grounds, right? And so, so, like Len, think, Lenny Saunders, who did not go to Israel, was in your Dalit. Correct? Yes. And then he came back as kitchen first. That's right. And then he became a counselor and right. his history was... Whereas the two guys, uh, I think, I'm pretty sure Greg Curran was a sure. CA. I think. Okay, so one of the guys was a CA. Yes. All right, so so this was the oh. first year of male CAs. Okay, yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm right. On oh, that. so the... Oh, I'm sorry. So you saying the girls could come back after... Uh, you wouldn't have to skip a year. Right. So... No, no, no. In okay. the old days, yeah. you had to skip a year. Right, right. There, okay. And only only females became Oh, I CAs. could come back for that after right. year, and the guys had to go for maintenance. Right, oh, before gotcha. our group. I totally understand that, yeah. So there were, f- I think, five of us who went on the trip who became CAs, and then two who didn't go on the trip who also became CAs. Oh, that's controversial. Yes. Today it would be today. Yeah, oh yeah. Back yeah, then, yeah, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. It was like, no, but it was all. Remember, it was we, all new. no internet, no cell phones back here in '78. <laughs> it was pretty much paper cups and string, from what I remember, and rotary phones. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. We went up to the payphone to, oh, the, to call right, home. Right, right. Oh God. Yeah, and, we just yeah. got rid of the payphone like recently heard, in the last yeah. couple of years. It was like, <laughs> so what's that thing collecting dust? Oh, it's like the Museum of YJ. <laughs> all right, so now, so now you're a, you're a counselor. Let's talk about your counselor years real quick. You, went, you moved up the ranks, to, or did you have, like, Olive one year, Bet? I know you had Dalit, my lower bets. Yeah, saying, I had Bet my first year as a counselor, then Gimmel. I think I went Bet, Gimmel, Gimmel, Dalit. Okay, Best let's talk counselor. about the second year, which this is a little fun for you. Let's talk about the summer of 79. Now, the summer of 79... All I know is the stories. Apparently, twenty-one or or over twenty people were removed, staff members from right. the camp. Correct? We had shirts that said, so, "I survived the summer of seventy That's right. I believe there's one of you, maybe of Stuart, which we'll get into Stu in a minute, uh, uh, with the shirt on the back of the staff shirts, and like you're pointing to it, and there's a yearbook shot of that. I kind of vividly something, remember, something like, like that. that. Yeah. So, what was? Without naming names, I know the kitchen and grounds boys. I know how that one happened. Do you know that one? They, they, all, they had, they had exactly. been um, uh, partaking in beverages uh, in the old... And they were in the wall. Yes, with they were in the okay. wall yeah, until yeah, yeah. Leo, <laughs> Leo Levesque, who was our maintenance director for all through the 60s and 70s, uh, and up in the early 80s, actually, because he was there my first couple of years. Yeah, apparently, he came into the... Which was... It's now like B10. They've actually rebuilt it since then. And there used to be like a little hole spa- uh, cubby hole. And the guys would put their empties in there until one day <laughs> because the, the, the dike broke. And <laughs> that's another joke. <laughs> edit. edit, edit. Anyway, um, <laughs> so all, everyone except for Chuck Atkins uh, got fired. Chuck was a yes. kitchen boy and yes. he became a counselor uh, later on uh, the, yep. the next year or the year after. <laughs> so, and then I know. Uh, Stu Pescanovashola and Lil Breen were walking down the waterfront. Oh, and God. We had a couple friends of ours in the motorboat, you know, yep. and they were removed that way. I mean, I mean, but as a staff member, are, are you looking to your left, looking to your right? As, <laughs> every day. Every day, because you don't know. That was the old thing with Charles Rotman, is that you would say during orientation, look to your left, look to your right, because there's a good chance one of these people may not no, be he, there. Not even a good chance. Oh. He guaranteed. He guaranteed. This was a guarantee. <laughs> and we waited for that speech every year. Oh, yeah. I, I was, uh, I had... Uh, uh, six years under Charles. 
mm-hmm. yeah, which, you know, the last years, you know, and I know it was just past the heyday from some of the stories you hear. And even as a camper, like I remember my counselors going up to Brandy's and they all survived. We, they were giving us wedgies, which today you'd be, oh uh, Amherst police would be at camp. Wedgies, wow. I will not explain a wedgie for you. Look it up on Google. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But do you, like, so, so what, like 79, any, like, so you're always paranoid? Is it like, is it like no. uh, Stalin in Russia? What, what's going no, on there? you know, I, That was a good reference. I, I, I um, I'm not sure how I didn't get kicked out. Okay. But, but I'm not sure that I, that I did anything at camp that would have gotten me kicked out. Right, right. Okay, fair so enough. So maybe when we weren't, you know, we were on a night out, which, of course, if you got in trouble by the police, you would be kicked oh, out. Oh, yeah, but that, that's how I became a counselor. That's a whole other mm-hmm. story. Is, is that in 87, I mean, I, in fact, I was there earlier in the night, but I had left for... Uh, <laughs> because I was 17 and uh, we were right near camp a quarter mile down the street and I didn't hear about it until the next morning but everyone had the Amherst police had paid him a visit in the camp oh, parking lot and they were right, doing what right, they weren't right, supposed right, to be doing right. and Charles and Stu Charles picture this I just Charles in a robe and the black socks and the slippers and like you know <laughs> the next morning I actually walked into Brandis because I believe it or not I was on grounds crew for about five minutes until Neil the uh, Leo's predecessor uh, or took over for Leo uh didn't like me on ground screw, which I don't know why. Whatever. I don't know why. I mean, <laughs> seriously. But anyway, um, shortly thereafter, that weekend was the visiting day weekend. I was made uh, a CA, and I was chosen to be a CA originally, but I thought I was too cool for school. Uh, <laughs> and I worked at Leachmere, which is owned, was owned at the time by Norman Cohen from oh, the board of directors. True. So it wasn't like I wasn't YJing, but I wasn't at YJ. But uh-huh. then eventually I came up a couple weeks into the summer, yada, 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 and this happened. And But the same thing, if you, you get involved with the police, that usually is a ticket all. Yeah, Crazy. absolutely. You know, I've had friends, you've had friends who've, the summers are cut short, and you see it not so much with the police anymore, once in a while, but, um, you know, it's usually, you know, you, you messed up, and you got to own up. Yeah, if you get arrested, you're done. Yeah, exactly. Done with. It was in the contract. So then, so so after eighty one, you take a couple of years off, and you come back, and we just, I'm going to... Uh, Pause for a second here and say we lost a, a real key member of that era. Mm-hmm. Stu Peskin passed away over Labor Day week in, in September at the age of 75. And Stu was a, head of boys area in the late 70s and then pretty, pretty much became the program director. Program from director, an kind assistant, of assistant, assistant director. director. But you were the one of the first to really work with him hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Um, he was... He was actually fun to work with. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he he had this kind of very kind of stern way about him. But if you really got to oh. know him, he he was really fun. And oh my he, god, he's yeah. very by the book in a lot of ways. But, but if he, yeah, right. <laughs> I, listen, I, I worked with him as well for three summers, and and. You know, I was 20, 21, 22. It was real green, but I kind of knew how, you know, because I, I remembered everything, like, at camp. And he would say to me every once in a while, it's like, how do you remember that? I'm like, well, because we did it last year like this. and mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, you, you know, uh, he let you pretty much take the ball and run with it, like, on announcements yeah, sure. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Absolutely. he would always have his moment in the sun with, you know, like, if we could have the waiters and waitresses. Right. If, every, if, if it was completely out of whack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, Charles, too. I mean, on the uh, we talked about wait. Friday nights, mm-hmm. I'll wait, and making you stand at the uh, at the counselor stand at the end of the table, right. and you're like counselor stand. It just embarrasses <laughs> in front of the campers. Is that what you want to do? And they can't fight me on this anymore, can they? No, no, I, because I, well, maybe 
Yeah, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. maybe. All of a sudden, my phone's blowing up for some reason. Um, you know, in that era is, is such a crazy era. Uh, seeing that uh, camp really flourish in the seventies and eighties. You know, when yeah. you were there. You yeah. Know? And I, I can't. It's still shocking to me that that, that Stu died. Oh my god! So suddenly oh, we, yeah. we saw him at the reunion yeah. and. What two weeks later we were at his funeral? It's right, right. You and I do a lot of funerals. We have, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately. Unfortunately, unfortunately, um, we, yeah. Stu, yeah, it, it was that one was tough. Um, you know, it just surprisingly. Yeah, because he was so f- he was completely full of life. Yeah, he was himself. He was com- like hadn't lost a step. Right, right. And talk about like someone who's like the keeper of the crypt with all those stories and now it's our job is to keep these stories yeah. alive at least, at least how we remember them or at least yeah. how we told them because you know he could stewism add some stewisms in there I think he didn't sleep much that's what I hear that's what I hear He's very the, intense the nickname pesky night owl oh and they called him uh, there was another name Sluggo 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 yeah, yeah, that yeah. comes from Gumby Right, that was on SNL on a SNL. lot. Yes, yeah, Slug, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gumby. I remember Sluggo because you would hear that in the dining hall and, and fun stuff like that. Well, let's let's morph into the a uh, couple of things. You led an Israel trip a couple years later in 1988. 87. 87. Excuse me. 87 with Derek Buckler. You took yep. the dollar 86. Yep. Yeah, he he was kind of a, the classic Israel trip leader. Derek. Yeah. Yeah. His mom lived in Tel Aviv, or he grew uh, up or outside. Outside. Yeah. yeah. I remember going to the Mediterranean and, and we were hucking a jellyfish. Yep. Into that the was water. his thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't get stung. Sure. Who needs a medic? <laughs> how how was that experience? Now that was your. Had you been there since your since your trip? Yeah, so I I lived there for three years. Oh, well, so t- talk about was, that for a minute then. I had just left Israel. Um, I played in the Haifa Symphony first. I. I lived on a kibbutz for a year and I played in the kibbutz chamber orchestra which kind of covers the whole country so kibbutzniks from all over the country uh, would get together two days a week we'd rehearse one day and then we'd go somewhere in Israel and give a concert on a kibbutz so I went all over Israel once a week and played music and then the rest of the week I was a volunteer on the kibbutz which one was the name of the kibbutz in Harod Meuchat which is uh, between Afula and Beit Shan very Very interesting place very very interesting in the history of Israel it's uh, people argue about this but it is really the first kibbutz uh, in Israel Deganya was, Degan- a, was a, a kvutza. Yeah, that's, that's the plaque. The argument. Isn't there a plaque? Deganya, the first kibbutz? Yeah. Yeah, it, somewhere. It, it was a kvutza. A kvutza. <laughs> Incredible. That's great. So then when you went back and led the trip, were you able to revisit some of these places that you had performed yeah, in? Yeah, yeah. And and um, I had just uh, I had just left Israel. I was in the Haifa Symphony for two years. I'm a French horn player, if you don't know. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll, we'll, we'll get it. That's the next subject. Okay, what, what, oh, okay. French yeah, horn yeah. player. You're, you're very good at the segue without even looking at there my notes. There we go. I'm, yeah. So um, I left Israel in March of 87. I was supposed to come back as the assistant program director. And somebody else was supposed to go with Derek. I won't mention names. That's fine. Um, but something came up for them. And Charles called me one day. Beginning of June, he oh, said, right, right before the trip. Yeah, he said, "How would you feel about going to Israel?" And I thought about it. And I said, "Yeah, sure." And 
that's how that all came about. Oh, that's so crazy. And you took, you know, good friends of mine, uh, Dave Ratner, Bykovsky, Dave Gershon. Yeah, great kids. Yeah, great, Dave Trotch, great, yeah, great all those guys. Great. That was Doobie. It's a great group. Yeah. Uh, the, you guys had that big color picture in the Brandeis for years of your, it was just a big group shot. Oh, yeah. 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 Maybe it was from the airport. I don't know. But it was. It was just, it was just always in Brandeis. So you Old were, classic. in my eyes, and I think a lot of people who were obviously were there in the 80s, a really key woman of the 80s at YJ. You know, yourself, I'd say Marsha Weiner, I'd say even uh, you know, Nancy Berkowitz, Diana mm-hmm. Gershon, yeah. Leslie Finger, you know, Iris Rotman and Phyllis yeah, Peskin to yeah, an extent, yeah. uh, Edith Harris, Leslie Heck Finger. I mean, was it, but it was, was it male dominated then? Or, you know, it, it's, mm. you know, it's a different world. It's funny to think back on it. Being, you know, was there discrimination against women? I don't know. Was it, well, I don't know. I mean, because I, I wasn't yeah. thinking about that. No, right, then. right, right. But but you're a role model though too. You know, yeah. these girls are looking up you, even boys, right? You know, right. You're up on the mic. You're in front of your hosting camp. You're like the speaker of the house. Yeah, I was like the cruise director. Yeah, exactly. You're like <laughs> Julie McCoy. And how many people know the Love Boat reference for? I love boat. I have that on my uh, iPod. Is that bad? That's no, good. Yeah, because you'll be listening to a dead song into uh, <laughs> Love Boat. That you have an iPod, but uh, what, what do you iTunes? Excuse <laughs> okay. me. It's true. I don't have an. I actually have a Zune player, which is all another story. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. And next on American Pickers. <laughs> Whoop. Uh-oh. So, um, so <laughs> we'll now let's just talk about life now with you, Margie. Now you've been working in New England Conservatory for about a hundred really years. long time. Yeah, almost a yeah. hundred. Twenty six. Sure. I and I even left for five years. Right. Cause to do other you, things. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah. Did I? I know your first job out of. One of your first jobs was working for Bose, and you donated or sold Camp a Big Bose speaker, mm-hmm. which we still have in the one That's of the director's hub. the craziest yeah. thing I've ever heard. Uh, yeah, it is. I remember because we had down in WCYJ, and I was in college in Western Mass. You would you came by, and we hung out. Right. I remember that. And then you got the job at conservatory, and I, went, I transferred to Northeastern, and right down the street. So we had lunch, and we'd hang out yeah. and see each other. Yeah, used to come through. to my office. Yes, yeah, yeah, right. and see the students, and it was right next to the Y. Probably still is. Still is. Still is, yeah, I mean, Huntington Avenue, everything right there. And so let's go back to 88. You, you had a relationship at camp. You're, you're a fir- one of the first female female that I know relationships at camp. Do you mind talking about that, or you no, don't have to no, name names? No, but. now I don't mind talking. Yeah, okay. About well, it. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I mean, right. But, but back, then, yeah, back but, then it, it, yeah, it was well, kind of a to do, right? Know? Yeah, it, it, like, and it, it wasn't. It was a rather uncomfortable place to have Unaccep- a, unaccepting. Yeah, to have a, a same sex relationship, and I frankly thought that that. Um, that Charles wasn't cool with it, but I know for a fact that Stu from the get-go thought it was fine. Yeah, well, he was very, very strong, very... uh, Yeah, he was one of the first people who ever said to me, I don't know if it's true or not, but if it is, that's fine. Yeah, well, then... Basically. And that's, yeah, he was cool at that. Very cool, yeah, yeah, incredible. And now you've... uh, that's 32 years ago, so we can easily talk about it. Right. Remember, that was the year of the video yearbook, so there's no like right, uh, right. no hard copy. <laughs> I heard they missed the yearbook in the 70s, too. Or maybe it wasn't uh, printed on time. Or, there's a 75 yearbook that didn't have bunk pictures. That's it. Maybe that's it. You know. and that was and the year didn't with, have Maccabi. Maccabi, yeah. There was a year without Maccabi. 
So one of the segments I, I want to add to this, because I'm a huge music fan, live music. I've you know, been to concerts since I was 16. But uh, Lake Street Dive, who uh, went to New England Conservatory, I caught a, a bit of their set at uh, Jazz Fest in New Orleans a couple mm. years ago. They were very good. But it's you're, you're around masses of people, and right. I, I want more of that intimate feeling. But you've seen them play before? Yeah, I, I uh, actually had put together a concert. I was asked to chair the 150th anniversary concert birthday concert at New England Conservatory I was co-chair and my boss said put something together and I said okay and I came in the next day I said what would you think about getting Lake Street Dive to come back for the concert and then we can have a lot of our groups play with them and around them so they actually played with our symphony orchestra oh and they played with our jazz orchestra and our gospel ensemble. Oh, how cool And they is that? did their own set, and it was a sold out. Uh, where, where did it take at place? At Jordan Hall. At Jordan Hall at uh, NEC. Uh, and you see, you told me earlier that you like the song "Side Pony." If you were gonna, have, if someone had a gun to your head, and you had to pick, a, <laughs> pick a favorite song, it would be "Side Pony." How? And we're gonna take a listen to that. And you know, here we go. This is "Side Pony" by Lake Street Dive. But boom. I got a pair of the hair on my shoulder It's a pair and it's there and it's bolder Like I show you my cards, I'm no folder Yes, I'm a soldier Against everything square, I'm not silly Yes, I know I look good, so don't find me All I need is a clip for a scrunchie And then I'm ready Because I rock a sap on it Baby, I'm just living my life Because I rock a sap on it That was very cool, Marjay. I liked it. I mean, these guys are really good. They're the real deal. Yeah, they're yeah, the real they're deal. Really you know, they're, Rachel they're... Price as a as a singer vocalist, amazing, amazing, amazing. Did you know any of them as students? Um, just kind of peripherally. I didn't really know them until I brought them in yeah. uh, for the concert. Oh, that's so cool. that's now. Cool. I kind of know them. And you did a really interesting thing last summer. You worked with Faye Dunaway, correct? For a <laughs> short, short time. Because... I did. And if anyone wants any details, Google <laughs> Faye Dunaway, yeah. T at five, fired. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll get a lot of flavor. I'm not the person who's suing her. That That's was right. a different person altogether. But um, it was really interesting. Yeah, I'm it sure. Might, it might be just one of the most surreal, interesting experiences of my entire existence yeah yeah it's gotta be there i am kid from somerset massachusetts up in faye dunaway's uh hotel room in in the four seasons the brand new four seasons were like 16 floors up and she says help me with my lines (laughs) (laughs) i'm helping faye dunaway with her lines and is it you know i heard she didn't really learn her lines i mean i don't know i don't want to talk about you know what here's what i'll say about faye she works really hard. All right. She worked really hard. She just, she worked, worked, worked. And she's older now. She's just turned 79. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah. She has her moments. That's crazy. Um, but I like to say positive things all the time. And right. she worked really, really, really hard. 
We're almost out of time, Margie, but uh, before we go, any f- questions, any other stories that you want to tell any uh, or uh, ask me? or God, I could s- I sit here forever and tell camp I stories. I but well, you know what? They're so interesting. My, I went to camp my first summer. My mom was in very bad shape by my second summer. She passed away right before camp. And camp for me was, was this place where I could be a kid. Yeah. You know, and... and the, my counselors were and still are some of the most important people who I've gone, who've come into my life. And I keep in touch with a lot of them. Isn't that great? And, and, and yeah, give me a couple of names. Uh, let's see. Amy Winthrop, Judy Stone, Adrian. Judy's great. Adrian Fund, oh, sure. who was... Uh, Adrian Robb at the time. Sure. Um, sure. My, yeah, my Jay was at a waterfront my first Arlene year. Fence. Arlene Fins. Uh, Marcy. Marcy was never my bunk counselor, but she was an important oh, person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, in the whole development of me. Somebody who's probably not remembered all that well is Lee Kappelman. I've been in touch with her. She was working in classical music as well for a while. Oh, wow. And, That's very cool. And we had stayed in touch on and off for many years and we were in touch um i hate to leave anybody out no. robin schaefer oh, sure. faith robin lipo um I mean, eileen I, it's, shulman it's like the names from the wall yeah know, yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. Just walking, like uh, little, leslie we, leslie sure these are great this is great so i want to thank you margie chebet chebet tarif alpha can tell, yeah can i do one more sure. story because this is the kicker my kicker yj okay here we go so when my mom was a counselor, she had two girls in her bunk. I think they were 12 years old at the time. One of them was named Arlene Rosenfeld, and the other was Ruthie Cooper. Ruthie was from uh, Fall River, and Arlene was from Springfield, and my mom was from Boston, Roxbury. Right. And there they were having a summer at camp. Fast forward maybe 10 years, and Arlene married my mom's brother. So Arlene Rosenfeld became Arlene Rosenfield. Oh, wow. And married my Uncle Sam. Wow. Um, so that was one, one offshoot of, of the whole thing. And then after my mom died, my dad remarried. Before she died, she said she knew that Ruthie Cooper's husband had passed away and she said you know you and the kids shouldn't be alone maybe give Ruthie a call when the time is right and she kind of fixed them up kind of ahead of time which is crazy to me Um, and my dad ended up marrying Ruthie Cooper oh my god so come on That's crazy. That's I like the Rosenfield to Rosen Rosenfeld to, to Rosenfield. That's just that adding a vowel. I think the DMV right. might even notice. Right. right. And and apparently she didn't get anything monogrammed. She always wanted monograms. Oh. She didn't do it because she thought she would marry somebody and what if their name didn't start <laughs> with, with an R? R right? That's really funny. Oh my god. And gosh. then she became best friends with uh, uh, Brenda with Brenda, Brenda Gershon. Gershon. Yeah, they were they, they were inseparable. Inseparable. They had a business together. Uh, yeah. What is it? The Su- Sunshine Something Girls. Su- yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, like <laughs> the Sun- then the Sunshine Girls. There was another Sunshine Girls that was like they got busted for prostitution. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> so, so imagine Brenda and Arlene. And, that's so funny. And then and, uh, we heard this story uh, at Brenda's uh, funeral last year. Dave told, told yeah. that it was so funny. I mean, but they did a great job. But hey, I want to personally thank you, Margie, for thank coming you. out. This Margie, so it's fun. awesome. I love you for being a big member, for being a friend, big part of the YJ alumni community. And. We're going to keep this going with our next podcast yeah, can't, can't soon. Wait to hear we'll probably do a part two with you down the road. That'd be great. You know, maybe I'll audition for a sidekick. <laughs> like Robin Quivers. <laughs> right. <laughs> I got to be a little, little more, uh, I can't really be Howard Stern at one. Although the new Howard Stern is like, he's like. He's well, getting serious? Or you know, he's more like, he's not as uh, brash as I guess he's doing. Right. He's in some sort of psychotherapy or something. But that's not, I don't really listen to so. Anyway, my name is Itzy. It was thank you all for listening. If you have any questions for me, please email me at itzy at cyj.org. On behalf of Ellie Katzoff, our wonderful uh, engineer and somewhat stage manager, this has been All Things YJ. Good night.